has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Book Show. I got some exciting news to announce on this episode. Woo! I just found out that Malik's Book Show podcast is in the top 20% of all podcasts. Did you hear what I just said? Malik's bookshelf is in the top 20% of all podcasts. Now, that's good news to me because just a year ago, I didn't have this podcast. I didn't even know how to do a podcast. I had anxiety about even stepping into the world of podcasts. But it was thrown in my lap. I was given this opportunity. And the fact, listen, it's a zillion podcasts out there. A zillion, a zillion, a zillion, a zillion podcasts out there. And Malik's bookshelf, based upon our downloads, based upon my audience listening to this podcast, we're in the 20% of all podcasts being listened to. Now, you can listen to my podcast on any platform that's out there. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can hear Malik's bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. My next goal is to try to break into the top 10%. See, when you're looking at something, you can look at it as half empty or half Full. I'm looking at this as half full. 20%. I'm in the 20%. I ain't even have a podcast a year ago. So, hey, spread the word. Let the streets know about Malik's bookshelf. Now, on this episode that I'm bringing to you, I'm going to talk about don't judge a book by its cover. I'm going to also talk, do an interview with Jessica and Carrie Parker, a child author who's only six years old. Talk about her books, Parker Shines On and Parker Looks Up. And I'm also going to talk about on this episode, one of the top subject matters in the news today, the student debt relief. So I'm going to talk about that $10,000 student debt relief that President Biden just signed, I guess, into executive order. I guess that's how he did it. I don't know how he did it, but I'm telling you that that's a hot topic today on the news, the social media and the newspaper. So, hey, I'm going to talk about that and my thoughts on that. So, hey, enjoy this episode because Malik's bookshelf is one of the top 20 percent of all podcasts being listened to. So stay tuned. How many times have you made a judgment or decision about something only to find out later on your decision was wrong? Your judgment was wrong. How many times that has happened? You know, well, if you live long enough and if you experience long enough, well, the answer to that should be many times. I know me personally, I've made the wrong call on many occasions. I think that that's 
what makes us human. That's what makes us, you know, normal. It's normal to to be wrong. Especially when you're looking at something and you're not taking a look at all the available information or facts around it. But if you're wise enough and if you're growing, then you are able to make better decisions over time. I mean, we all started out as a child. We all started out as, you know, having little or no knowledge. And as time went on, we grown, we blossom, and we've been able to make decisions in our lives that culminate in our positions and status today. You know, I always say to myself, life is nothing but a sum total of all the decisions that you've made in life. When you look back where you're at right now, it's because of all the decisions that you made, whether good or bad. But one thing's for certain, <laughs> learn from the mistakes and the wrong decisions is really where you ultimately have your growth. Sometimes, and I mean a lot of times, you're faced with a decision you have to make and you really just don't know what the right call is. And sometimes you got to just rely on your gut. Just, hey, I got to recall my gut to make my the executive decision on this matter. But for the most part, most decisions that you have to make, you can make it just by knowing the information and the available facts centered around it. But remember, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Let me say this again. Don't judge a book by its cover. And many of us have done so only to find out that if we had just opened the book, read the context, look at the available information, study the facts on the matter, we would have made a totally different decision. We often in life judge a book by its cover. You know, sight travels at 100, I believe 186,000 miles per second. So sometimes the immediate sight of something is where we jump a decision or a judgment. Sometimes you need to just hold up. Hold up. Let me get behind some of the layers. Let me look at some of the available information before I make a call. You know, when you're going out there and you're going on an interview, you should look a certain way. Why? Because the minute, the minute you walk in there, the minute you walk in there, and remember, sight is faster than sound. I believe sound only travels at a, what, a hundred, uh, I mean, a thousand or eleven hundred feet per second, while sight travels at 186,000 miles per second. So people see you before you speak. So when you walk in that room on an interview, be conscious of how you look. Because that's what a person is formulating information about you long before they get a chance to hear you speak about who and what you are and what's on your available resume. So we often judge a book by its cover. But if, you, we, if we're growing, then we need to open that book up, get some more information, you know. So after I hear you, after I read your resume talk to you and throughout the interview, now I, I can make an informed decision and I'm not judging you by the book, the outer.
But in life, we do that a lot. We judge each other harshly in many times, in many cases. We judge each other. Uh, we point the finger and understand that when you point the finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. So when we're looking at something, um, be a better listener. Get more information. You know, don't always react just on your sight. Because that could deceive you. You know, that could deceive you because this, what you see can affect your emotions in a rapid way. In a rapid way. And then, boom, only to find out later. You know, if I if I was to walk into, I say, a, you know, because we watch a lot of movies and we see sometimes like, let's say somebody fighting, right? And the police show up. They don't know how they got started. They don't even know who started it. But a lot of times they assume the black man or black woman started the fight. Why? Based on color, based on bias, based on the fact that society has, you know, created these stereotypes. And law enforcement are just consumed with so many of these stereotypes. Just like in the black community, you know, the the police is stigmatized and stereotyped as being bad. So they're judged, you know, because of the, the stereotype and how black people view the police department. They're judged, you know, before, and they might be in the community doing a good act. They might be in the community doing something wrong, but because black people in the black community see the police in such a negative way that they don't even, it, the first thing that pops in their mind is the, is the police started it. You see? <laughs> so these are the kind of things, and I'm not saying that that oftentimes is not the case, because it is. It is. The reason why the police has a bad view, the black people have a bad view of the police in the community is because of the things the police brutality and all the things that police have done to black people over not just a month or a year but decades and centuries does that mean all policemen are bad no but it affects the whole institution because too many times have innocent black people been arrested and attacked and beaten and killed and this is why that's a major social issue today so a lot of books are being judged by the cover and not by the content not by the information and our society is plagued with judging the cover instead of the contents we're plagued with these issues in America. We're plagued with these issues in the community. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's the point here. Don't judge a book by its cover. I know in my own personal life, I personally have made judgments about something only to find out that had I just gotten to know this person or gotten more information, I would react differently. 
So it's not like it's not that is an issue that only plagues a few. It's an issue that plagues many. I would say most in this country. You know, we're very judgmental as people. You know, we all have strong opinions. We all have, you know, very, very strong opinions. <laughs> we all have our own biases, our own stereotypes. You know, we know that when black people, well, let me back up. We know that when groups of people of the same type, ethnic group, like white people sitting around a table and they have conversations uh, about society or people, we know that, hey, that uh, some things there, if we could peek into the conversation, that we would find probably offensive. You know, as a, as black people, we probably find offensive. Okay. On the same note, if we done this in a Hispanic community, yeah, Hispanic family, they sitting around talking, and we could chime in on what they're talking about. We're probably going to hear some things that are offensive. The same note, if you sitting around and listen to. Groups of black people sitting around at the dinner table. You might hear some things that might be offensive to another group. You know, it's a lot of judging and prejudging and prejudice just going on in all groups. The reality is that we need to not judge a book by its cover. At the end of the day, yes, society, you know, are, you know, you're more than an individual, what I'm trying to say. You're also part of a collective, a tribe, a community, a neighborhood, a nation. You're more than just you. So don't judge a book by its cover. And be careful what you say and how you say it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We're blessed to have a couple of children authors here at Malik Books. Jessica and Parker Carey are in the house. They're doing a book signing, and I have the pleasure to be able to speak with them and feature them on my podcast, Malik's Bookshelf. My first question is, what inspired you to become an author? Michelle Obama's portrait. Michelle Obama's portrait. Now, now this is a six-year-old child author, and this is amazing, extraordinary, and it's just a confidence booster to be an author at six years old. And so I have Jessica, who's her mom here. I want you to tell us all about that journey. Um, so after, you know, the photo of Parker went viral, I, I really felt like... You know, there was a little moment that happened there that that I I almost missed. Um, that as parents, we probably miss the little moments all the time, right? Yeah. So so yeah. she had this little moment that clearly impacted her and inspired her. You know, she saw some of herself up there in that portrait of Mrs. Obama, and I felt 
like I wanted to do a few things. I wanted to write a children's book to kind of memorialize that moment for her because while she was only two at the time and while she was clearly inspired I don't think that she'll fully realize the magnitude of what happened that day and how it impacted her life and our life until she's much older so I wanted uh, the picture book to to serve as a as a reminder, a tangible reminder and memory of what happened that day. Um, and I also wanted to um, take the opportunity to um, share art and Miss Obama's portrait with people all over the world through um, our illustrator, Brittany Jackson's beautiful renderings. Hi. Yes, Hi. yes, yes, yes. Thank you, guys. Well, hey, you heard this is organic. This is live. This is what happens at Malik Books. This is what happens when you're organic and you're natural. Well, hey, we doing a book signing. And guess what? Some customers came in, saw the two beautiful books. Parker looks up. Parker shines on while I was interviewing Jessica Parker and... Parker Carey. One lady said she was about to cry just walking in the store because we had these books and how beautiful the store is. You heard it live. And so that's what we do in here in the community. That's what we bring to our community, you know, and this is why I love what I do. And I've been doing it since 1990. This week was hot in the news. Student loan debt. Big to public debate. Everybody wants to chime in on it. President Biden announced forgiving student debt. Student loan debt. I think and the maximum amount is ten thousand. Everybody's talking about it. It's all over social media. It's all over the media. It's all over the newspapers. Forgiving ten thousand dollars of your student debt. Different groups of people are debating whether or not this is good for America during the time of inflation and recession. People debating whether or not they should be just waiving the ten thousand dollar debt from somebody who willfully took out a loan. 10000 is not a lot, but for some it is a lot. And people are debating, you know, whether or not the tax people should fund a bill for billions and billions and billions of dollars of student loan relief. Reality is that, yes, people did take out loans in order to go to college. Yes, yes, this is a huge amount of money. But at the same time, hey, you know, I don't know the impact that this is going to have on society. I don't know the impact overall and the relief this is going to make in a person's life. But I do know this is that there will be a tomorrow. We will have an historic account of what is going to happen. And this is not going to change the fact that we're paying over $100 to fill up our cars today. This is not going to change the fact that it's a whole lot more money in order to buy the goods and services just a year ago. This is not going to change the fact that this $10,000 had interest rates have risen multiple times. This $10,000 student loan relief is not going to change the fact that the stock market has been plummeting. This $10,000 is not going to change the fact that America is giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to the Ukraine war and yet has never done anything to rebuild the inner cities of America. This $10,000 student loan relief is not going to change the fact that our supply chain is all disrupted. This $10,000 
student loan relief is not going to change the fact that millions of people have lost their jobs, lost their businesses, and lost their livelihood because of these mandates and decisions made by government. And one more point, this 10,000 is not going to change the fact that the crime rate is escalating all across this nation. So while we're sitting around debating back and forth whether or not whether we should be giving out $10,000 student loan relief, the reality is that we have a lot of other issues that are facing America, that's plaguing America, and that's affecting our communities. And this $10,000 is not going to change any of it at all. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.